Welcome to Crossroad Church's Sermon of the Week podcast. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Bob Ellis. The month of April is going to be a month of where a lot of churches around the world are going to zero in and focus in on, on the greatest event that ever happened in history. And this is the, the culmination of a story that was, was thousands of years in the making. And, and, and it, it culminated with Christ's crucifixion and His resurrection. And so over the next month, we're just going to be looking at the meaning of of several passages in the Bible, several teachings in Scripture that that we we can dive into and understand a little bit more about the meaning and how they related to that great event. Today's message comes out of the gospel and the testimony in John chapter 16. And, and I'm going to start reading where Jesus is, is explaining to his disciples that he's getting ready to leave them and, and how they take that. In fact, how they don't quite even understand what he's saying. The Bible says, In a little while you won't see me anymore. This is Jesus speaking. But a little while after that you will see me again. Some of the disciples asked each other, What does he mean when he says, In a little while you won't see me, but then you will see me, and I'm going to go to the Father? And what does he mean by a little while? We don't understand. And Jesus realized they wanted to ask him about it. So he said, are you asking yourselves what I meant? I said, in a little while you won't see me, but a little while after you will see me again. I tell you the truth, you will weep and mourn over what is going to happen to me. But the world will rejoice. You will grieve, but your grief will suddenly turn to wonderful joy. It will be like a woman suffering pains of labor when her child is born. Her anguish gives way to joy because she has brought a new baby into the world. So you have sorrow now, but I will see you again. Then you will rejoice and no one can rob you of that joy. At that time, you won't need to ask me for anything. I tell you the truth. You will ask the Father directly and he will grant your request because you use my name. You haven't done this before. Ask using my name and you will receive and you will have abundant joy. As you can see here in this, in in the text here in the the passage, the disciples are told something by Jesus and they don't understand the meaning. And, And then they start to talk among themselves trying to figure out what the meaning is. And then Jesus understands that or he catches on that that they don't understand, and, and truthfully, he doesn't catch on because he, he said that intentionally, and, and they didn't understand, and he wants them to understand. And he says, what do you mean you don't understand that I'm going to leave and then I'm going to come back? And, and he sets this foreshadowing up of the death that he's going to experience. They don't understand it. In fact, they don't even understand it till later, and we'll look at the later later. Uh, when we look at the resurrection and those passages that tie, those, those uh, uh, scriptural references that tie into that uh, in a couple of weeks from now. But, but the disciples didn't understand what it meant. And, and that happens to all of us. Every one of us has probably been in a conversation or even in a relationship with someone who said something or, or, wanted, us to, or wanted to communicate something to us and we didn't understand them. And it's frustrating. And the disciples were, were eagerly trying to figure out what he said and they followed him and They'd left everything, but they didn't understand everything. And they wanted to, and this, was, this really caught them. And, and, and they wanted to understand. And, and I think there's a lesson here just in the fact that they're, they're eager to understand. The, the Bible says through Solomon's uh, writings in Proverbs, 
He, he says this when it comes to understanding the meaning of, uh, of things, especially the meaning of God. Tune your ears to wisdom and concentrate on understanding. Cry out for insight and ask for understanding. Search for them as you would for silver. Seek them like hidden treasures. Then you will understand what it means to fear the Lord and you will gain knowledge of God. Solomon says, if you want to know the meaning of something, then you have to search for it. It's, got to, it's going to take you a little effort. You're going to have to really go after it. And so the disciples are, are trying to understand the meaning of Jesus' uh, teaching, of the, this wisdom that he's trying to share with them, because it implies something that's going to be hurtful to them. It, it says that they're going to be hurt when he leaves, but they're going to be extremely happy when he returns. And, and they want to know what that means. So it's going to, so the scripture says we've got to look for that. We've got to search for that. We've got to go after it as if it were a buried treasure map. And we've got to seek for it. In another place in Proverbs, it says, The purpose in a man's heart is like a deep water, but a man of understanding will draw it out. So deep inside of our hearts, it's like this well. Deep down, there's, there's all of this, but it's going to take someone of understanding to draw it out. Now, I believe counselors can do that. Have you ever had someone ask you just the right question and you even knew the answer, but you needed someone to ask the question? And then when you answered it with your own lips, you're, you're, you're thinking, oh, that's what that means. It, in other words, that person drew it out. And, and those are people who are super valuable when it comes to, to helping us understand that. I believe that's what the Holy Spirit does within each of us who seek after God. He draws out of us what this understanding that he is continuing to pour into us over time. Well, the disciples, they didn't understand the meaning. They didn't understand why he was saying he was getting ready to leave. Over the next few weeks, we're just going to be looking at the meaning of some of these scriptures. And this one, Jesus is announcing that he's leaving. And, and they don't understand this. In fact, he even ties it to this idea of being grieving. He says, you're going to grieve, but the world is going to be happy because what is getting ready to happen to me? You're, you're going uh, to experience, what he's saying, a heartache so, so deep. But, it, but if you read the whole context of this, he's talk, there's a word that pops up over and over again. It's the word, of, it's the word joy. Jesus is trying to explain to them the meaning of joy. And he says the meaning of joy in this case is going to be tied to his departure and his return. And I think one of the questions that I asked myself when I was reading this was, can, can we really experience joy if we haven't experienced heartache? And maybe this sounds a little philosophical, but if you've, if you if you're experiencing um, an abundance of food and you never experience hunger, um, how, do you, how do you know what that feels like? You're like, you're so used to having food and food after food and meal after meal. There are some places in the world where, where when people get that one meal a day or that the second meal of the day, they're so appreciative of that because, because they experience the emptiness and then the contrast with the fullness I'm not, I'm not sure that he's necessarily saying it, it, it quite like that, but I believe that joy is better understood after sorrow. When you and I experience heartache and then joy comes in the morning, 
It's such a difference and it's such a, a, a night and day type of experience. And that's what Jesus says. He says, there's coming a day when I'm going to leave and you're going to be broken hearted. But when I come back and you see me again, you're going you're to have this joy that comes over you. The, the Bible says in Romans chapter 8, verse 18, it says, and this is Paul writing. He says, for I consider that sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed to us. In other words, he says, in this world, you're going to have problems. Jesus said that as well. You're going to have trials and, and persecutions and problems of many kinds. And, and you're going to feel like this world is beating you up time and time and time again. But Paul says, yes, that's going to be an emotion that we feel. But, but what's coming for us, the glory of God... Um, in, in some words we use to fill that would be an eternity with Christ or, or heaven or the new Jerusalem or uh, just being in his presence again, uh, eternity. He says, what I'm going through now, the sufferings or the, the heartache and the heartbreak is nothing compared to the glory or the joy that I'm going to experience someday. In fact, it's the joy that each enough of us is being promised. He tells his disciples, I'm getting ready to leave and you're going to be heartbroken. The world's going to be happy because they didn't like me. And you're going to be sad because I'm gone. But when I come back, you're going to be, you're going to be filled with joy. They, they don't get that. They don't understand that because they think they're in it with him for the long haul. They think he's going to be, uh, be he's, he's so powerful and people are following him. They're, they're thinking he is going to be this, this king that's going to be set up on the throne there in Jerusalem and then the Romans are going to be kicked out. They didn't understand God's timeline. They didn't understand the meaning. And, and truthfully, they didn't understand the meaning of joy. And, and Jesus is telling them over and over again, he, he uses this expression of, of like a woman who who's, has the pains of, of, of birth pains. And, and, and she's suffering and she's in so much pain, but when the baby is born, she's excited. She's forgotten the pain and she's, she's holding this newborn in her hands. And the joy takes over for the pain. Jesus says, that's the true joy that I'm offering you. I'm telling you that this is, this is the meaning of joy. When, when I'm not there and then when I'm there and, and you understand. He, he says this. He says um, down in, in verse, uh, verse 22. So you have sorrow now, but I will see you again. Then you will rejoice and no one can rob you of that joy. He, he talks about this, this joy unspeakable that's going to come upon those who believe in him, those who see him. Now, they don't understand he's going to die. And so the way he's talking, he sees what's getting ready to happen. They don't. The meaning is hidden from them. But what he wants them to know ahead of time is that when that season passes, there's going to be amazing joy that's going to come over them. Their grief will suddenly turn to this wonderful joy. The Bible says in Psalm chapter 16, verse 11, it says, you make known to me the path of life. God makes known to you and I the path of life. And it goes on to say, in your presence there is fullness of joy. And at your right hand are pleasures forever. Jesus is saying the same things to his disciples. I'm getting ready to leave you. And they don't understand that he's going to be crucified. He's going to be tortured. That he's going to have to be cruelly humiliated in front of those in Jerusalem. But he, 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 he shares with them a glimpse of what it's going to look like. 
He, he tells them, you're going to be sorrowful. You're going to be heartbroken. You're going to, in, in some ways, be overtaken by grief. But he says, but then in an instant, this joy is going to come over you. The meaning of joy is, I, I think, sudden. Um, this, what, what he says to them, it's going to come upon you quickly. The, the joy from, from death to life is getting ready to, 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 they're getting ready to experience. He says, when that joy comes upon you, it won't be taken from you. Have you ever had anybody take something from you, steal something from you, rob you of anything? Um, the other day, I, I've always bragged that, uh, if I can use that word, I've always bragged that I'm not a person who uses a lot of social media. Maybe that would be more ignorance, but I don't use it. I don't want to be bothered by it, maybe. But I found myself, I, I, I got sucked into this one app, and it's called Nextdoor. And, and, it's, and, and maybe it's, most people use Nextdoor more out of fear to see what's happening in their neighborhood or keep up with the local gossip. And so I made the mistake of downloading Nextdoor to my phone. Well, the other day, the caption was, I just got robbed at the gas station. And I'm like, and, and so I'm looking, I'm thinking, oh, my goodness, somebody just got robbed in our neighborhood. And, and so I look on it, and, 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 and the guy says, uh, that he, he's, he, he's robbed there at the gas station and, 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 and it took everything from him and, and uh, the police show up and the police ask him, they said, well, can you describe the person who took it from you? And, and he said, yeah, pump number four. And, and, and all this time I had been drawn into this idea that it was a real, a real criminal act that had taken place. It was a real robbery, but no, he was just griping that the gas prices have gone up uh, so much over the last week, and he had been robbed. And so it was kind of funny, and it's, um, and, and it's a story that, that maybe you've seen and read and told. And, 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 but I got sucked into this idea. You know, there are things that, that rob us of joy every day or could rob us of joy. Jesus says, though, but when you come into relationship with him, when you become a believer in Christ, a follower of Christ, and you understand that you've come from death, out of death, into life, and you're like, no, no, I've, I've never experienced that. Well, the Bible says that we are dead in our trespasses, dead in our sins. And, and when we come to know Christ, we've left that to experience joy. The meaning of joy is found in Jesus' resurrection. It's found in seeing and meeting Jesus. If you've never met Jesus for the first time, I would, I would consider saying it this way to you. You can look in Wikipedia. You can look up the, the meaning for, for, for joy. But I'm going to tell you the meaning of joy and the best definition I can give you is Jesus. Because when you experience him, experience him no one can steal it from you. No one can rob you of that. When, when you see someone, and, he, and as he's telling the disciples, there's, there's a time when I'm going to be with you, and then I'm not going to, or I'm not going to be with you, and then I'm going to be with you. Can you imagine when they see him die, and then they walk with him for 40 days after his death, how they are filled with joy, to, so much to the point they're like, it doesn't matter what the world does to me, nothing can take this from me. It cannot be stolen, the fact that I know that he has risen again, and that he's coming back for those who believe in him. This is, the, this is the hope of the gospel. This is the good news. This is the meaning of joy. This gives us joy and hope. And no one can steal that from you. It's, it's heist proof. It's, it's unable to be stolen. In fact, Jesus says to the disciples, lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moth and rust wouldn't corrupt. You see, you and I, sometimes we have joyful moments. 
Or, or maybe the best word there is happy moments. But the meaning of joy is Jesus. Do you want joy? He told his disciples, he said, if you want joy, here's what, you, let's look at the last two verses. After they see him, they're going to rejoice. He says, at that time, you won't need to ask me for anything. Remember, they'd just been asking him for the meaning of this phrase. What does it mean you're going to be leaving and then you're going to come back? He says, there's coming a time when you won't have to ask me for anything. I tell you the truth. You will ask the Father directly. So Jesus was, was trying to explain the things from the Father to them. And he's saying there's going to be a relationship there where you can go directly to the Father. And here's how you find out things. He says, you ask using my name. In the name of Jesus. If you want meaning and you want clarity and you want to understand something, he says, go to the Father. He, he now, because of his death and resurrection, has created a bridge for us so that we can go directly to the Father. And, and if you want to know something, just ask in his name. And it says here that when you do this, you will receive and you will have an abundant joy. You're going to have this joy that is overflowing and filling and continuous. I guess I could say, do you want to know the meaning of joy? But I think the better question would be, do you want joy? And the joy comes in Jesus' name. So I just want to ask if you, where you are right now, if you just bow your heads, close your eyes, and just for a moment, just for a moment, I want you to, to ask yourself, do I understand the meaning of joy? Have I experienced joy in my life? Or have I found substitutes, things to fill voids that tend to run out after a while? Well, as you think and meditate on that, the next thing I want you to say is, Jesus, fill me with joy. The Bible says in his name, he would give us what we ask for. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you that even though the meaning was hidden to the disciples, the moment they saw you after the resurrection, they were instantly filled with joy. Lord, for, for those of us who put our faith in you, we've experienced a joy that, that sustains us, that carries us, that reminds us that we too have overcome because we put our faith in you. Lord, I know there are moments when we get depressed and we get down and we, we doubt and we wonder, am I going to make it? Am I going to get through this? And, and sometimes we slip out of joy and into, into fear. But Lord, I pray that today we would seek the meaning, seek to understand the meaning of joy. And true joy can only be found in you. So in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, we call on you today. And we ask you, God, to fill us with understanding, with, with, uh, with your joy, with your wisdom. And, and over the next month, as we just look at these passages of, of, in Scripture of how, how the Bible tells us what was going to happen and how it happened, and, and, and it even tells us what to expect now, that, Lord, we would be filled with more and more joy as we come to understand what it is that you want to do in and through us. In the power of your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. For more information about this podcast and other ministries, 
visit crossroadstx.church. Thank you.